Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. Was so eloquently spoken by the one and only. Hey, uh, welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Um, wow, you know I have a great show today. I, I feel like I have a great show every time I open this mic. So I kind of like put myself down. Like I said, I got a great show today. Rashawn, you are uh, you need to look in the mirror, brother. You just kind of slammed yourself now. Just kidding. Our theme today is, as it is every week, there's no perfect time to start following your dreams. Because I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start living your own. People always talk about their purpose or gift. You know, if you have a gift, not gifts, because a lot of people say gifts. You have to be focused. Focus. Focus on one thing, get it right, then move on. Don't focus on a lot of things and get them all wrong. Lead with that gift. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. Let's get money making conversations started. First guest, you know, it's gonna be Emily. Emily Lynn Paulson. She she would take us into the world of multi-level marketing, which I know nothing about. It's gonna be an interview. I don't want you guys to miss. You can't miss it. Emily, she's on the line right now. She's waiting. She's waiting to talk to Rashawn. She's waiting to tell everybody her life experiences in that world. And it's a great book. I read the book. It's a very thick book. So if you're a person who likes to read little bitty books, do that. Her book is great. It'll keep you focused because it's very funny. It's very, uh, woo, it's a lot. And it's great. And the second guest, guess what would be me? I'll be on the show today. Of course, she said, Rashawn, you're always on the show because you're hosting the show. Ah, well, yes, yes, yes. But you'll be able to talk to me today because I want to talk about how to be a successful business owner. Wow. 
I'm going to tell you the mistakes I made because in order to be successful in anything, I'm just going to tell you, you have to have made mistakes. We are going to get this show started. She is on the line. My guest is Emily Lynn Paulson. She's the author of Hey Hon, Sales, Sisterhood, Supremacy, and the Other Lies Behind Multi-Level Marketing. Emily signed up for the Sisterhood, Free Cars, a promise of a successful business of her own. Instead, she ended up with an addiction, broken friendships, and the rubble of a topple pyramid scheme. My guest rose to the top, and in her tell-all book, you read about an eye-opening, funny, and dangerous personal story rising to the top of the pyramid world in multi-level marketing, as we all know of it. I know nothing about this. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I spoke to her earlier. She's passionate about what she has to say, Emily Lynn Paulson. How are you doing, Emily? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, Emily, where are you based at? I am actually in central Oregon, so other coast. I've been out there. I've been to Portland, Oregon a couple of times. Uh, really, really, really woodsy area. Up to a lot of good fishing yeah. and hunting, correct? Am I right? That's right, yep. So you've always lived up in the in that area of the country? Or did you go to college up there, schooling up there? What, what keeps you, you know, in Portland, Oregon? Because I'm assuming it's well, not Portland, Oregon. It's Central Oregon because it's family, I'm sure, keeping you up there now. Yeah, you know, I've kind of been all around. I grew up in Montana was in California, then I was on Pennsylvania for a while, in Seattle. Um, this is really just where uh, we kind of met in the middle. We wanted a little <laughs> more rural community and um, wanted you, to raise our kids. You were all West Coast. See, I think you kind of darted over to Pennsylvania. Now, what 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 made you dart over to Pennsylvania and drug you right back? You said Montana, California, <laughs> Seattle, Pennsylvania. So, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did you get to Pennsylvania, and what made you go back? It was a little detour. So it was my husband's job that okay. took mm-hmm. us out there outside mm-hmm. of Philadelphia. And we loved it. We loved it. And then it was his job that took us back. So we've been mostly on this side of the country. Cool. Well, great. I, I, I'm based in Atlanta and my show is uh, is streamed and is also on a podcast. It's live right now. And I try to bring on guests that, tell, that educate me. And the first thing I got to ask is, what is multi-level marketing? Yeah, so multi-level marketing, you know, they're corporations and they use a business model that involves getting contractors, so just real people, to sign up as an independent contractor, sell products to family and friends, and then they recruit other people to do the same. So, you know, it's different in direct uh, selling, you know, just selling a product to one person direct from the company um, is that you have these levels of pay and you're rewarded for recruiting other people to sell the same thing. So it's the multi-level thing that makes it different from just regular sales. Right. So now I've always heard this all my life from insurance. People try to get me to sell insurance, but it was always tied to, well, you got to get more people to sell. That way you get more people. Then also you make money off the people you get. Is that, is that, is that am I mistaking? Nope, that's that's it. Yep. So I so the whole purpose with people have always approached me about multi level marketing. They've always said, Hey Rashawn, they're making money over there, brother. You're missing out. I said, Who? Over there. What you got well see what happens is you 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 sell an insurance, but really you sell insurance, but you want to get other people beneath you. And then you want those people beneath you to get other people beneath them, and then you want people another level underneath you. So now you got all these levels beneath you, which enables you to get paid based on their efforts, correct? Exactly. Wow. And how did you get involved with that? 
Because you sound like you're pretty you know, smart. To me, when I when they told me that, I, went, I ran. I ran from the hills. I went, oh, I'm not going to do this. This just sounds weird to me. That means that, yep. that, means that I'm, I'm, I'm telling other people to just work so I won't work technically. Correct? Right. Right. Well, so the idea is that, you know, you you're basically going into business with your friends and family. That's how it's sold, right? And I think part of the reason is, you know, like you, I didn't really understand what it was at first either. And instead of maybe doing more research on my end, I thought, hey, here's my friend who's telling me about this. And I trust her. She seems trustworthy. Um, I don't think she'd lead me astray. And I thought, you know, what? what's the harm? What's the harm in trying this out? Um, so I really kind of ran with ignorance, I guess, in the beginning, instead of, you know, like you did, run the other direction. Right. But it's the, but it's the, the call of potential money-making opportunities that, that piques your interest. That's what piqued my interest, you know, because because yeah, sure. everybody who's making money is very vocal about it. A very they live they they drive nice cars. They live in a good house. They're very and almost like religious about it. They they, they preach on it. They they almost like make you feel like you're missing out on opportunities. Like you're not a smart person for participating. Mm-hmm. Well, and you hear the stories of the very, very, very small percentage at the top, and you hear so you hear it so much that you think, oh, this must be most people's experience because that's what I'm hearing. But what you don't hear is that you know 99% of people are not there; they're not at the pinnacle, right? So you kind of hold on to this hope. Well, gosh, I could be that person. I could drive that car. I could make all that money. It could be me, right? Right. Well, guess what? Hey, hon. Sales, sisterhood, supremacy, and the other lies behind multi-level marketing. I'm speaking to Emily Lynn Paulson about this book. And the reason I brought on the show is that, you know, we hear a lot of, we always want to get to that finish line. We always want to be able to make a lot of money in our lives. Well, you walked away from $40,000 a month. You quit. $40,000 that's a lot of money. It is. It is. And, you know, that was at one period of time. I didn't make that every month the entire time. Um, you know, that's one thing about multi-level marketing, too. It, it fluctuates a lot. Um, and it's, you know, very, it's like a house of cards built on sand, really. Like, um, so for me, I, I got to this place where I was doing all the things and it was working for me. So I was in that very small percentage. And I assumed because it had worked for me that other people, if they did the same thing I did, it would work for them too. And over time, I realized, well, shoot, this is not working for other people. Why not? And it was because mathematically it couldn't. You know, you, there's only so many people, things get saturated. Um, and I really was making money because so many other people were losing money. And that was the realization that made me, you know, make my exit. Okay, cool. Now, all this started for you, wasn't it? 2014, I believe. That's when I read the book? Yep. Okay, 2014. And uh, walk us through the steps. Where were you in your life before you got into this world? Were were you happy? Were you working? You you, you were married? You had kids? What what, did you, were you looking for a part-time job? Or were you looking for extra income? What pushed you in this direction that made you uh, just take off the blinders and just see nothing but the opportunity? Yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, a stay at home mom. Um, I had been out of the workforce for almost 10 years uh, because I, you know, stayed home with the kids and my husband, you know, traditional kind of roles. He worked out of the house. And I really just 
I wanted something like I just wanted some escape from the mundane. I wanted to be able to contribute. You know, it had been a long time since I'd had any recognition for anything, really. Um, And so when this came into my life, it was it, it kind of filled all those pain points. It was like, okay, well, this is it could be potential money. Um, you know, there's some really cool products that I could use. Um, it's something outside of what I'm doing now. It gives me a little escape to go do something, meet with friends, you know, go have wine, whatever, go to these like retention events. Um, and I thought, you know, I just, I just had hope that it could be something. And then it was packaged up with this community of other women who were all doing the same thing. So it really just fell into my lap at this time when I think I was just lonely. I was looking for other options. Um, and I just had a lot of hope that it could fill all those needs. Lonely though. Yeah. What was the product? What can you tell us? The um, so yeah, it was wellness, skincare, you know, there was a kind of a, a wide range of products, but it was mostly, you know, skincare products. Yeah. I've been approached with through vitamins. I've been approached oh, yeah. through coffee. I've been yep. approached. The very first time I was approached was insurance. I remember I was in college. It was insurance. And boy, I'm just letting everybody know, you know, it, it's not trapped to a white community, a Hispanic community, a black community. It, uh, multi-level marketing is everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's everywhere. whoever's pitching that story. But it's always the person at the top of the pyramid, at the top of it, mm-hmm. that's singing mm-hmm. the highest praises about making money. Because the more people that get underneath them, then guess what? The money goes up. That's the whole process. So their their role is to convince a thousand people to be underneath them, and they live in the wealth of your hard work. And so you're in. So you so you you excited, right? You somebody told you you they, they do, do you go to a class? Did you go to a seminar? Did you do something online? How did you get your training? You know, there really isn't any training. You're just joining a person, right? You're like it's your friend, and you basically are are signing your your social security number and your credit card number, and and you're basically doing you know you're putting your livelihood into this person's hands, and so they're telling you kind of what Emily, to Emily, do. There. Emily, you're smart. Okay, I, 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 I know. I, you're smart. Now you know some. Not, you walk right into this. I heard the word lonely. In there, so I can understand you're susceptible whenever emotions yeah. are tied to decisions. Okay, and so now this is a stranger, correct? It was actually a friend. It was a friend from high school, you know, a, a distant friend, but someone who you know was raised in the same town I was in. Someone mm-hmm. who I trusted, and I had this supposed proof on social media that she was succeeding, and so I kind of trusted that if I did what she said, that that would work for me too. And what was what, what and what would work for you? I'm just asking these questions because yeah. you know the story, and I'm just trying to pull the story out of you in a little bit more detail because of the fact that you know, in some ways, you know, there's there's a bigger story behind all this because a lot of people are falling. I want to use the word victim because we all make decisions, and you know, if I'd have chose to uh, get into selling insurance or selling coffee or selling vitamins, that was my decision. It's when you get in and you, and how the approach of how you have to be successful is what the decision that made you come out of it come out of it but it took you a while how long were you in the in the uh, how long were you selling um almost seven years okay so you was in there for a minute now yeah you didn't just dive in and just come on back out oh no i was in deep i was in really deep so so from 2014 to 2021 basically you was in the world of multi-level marketing 
Now, let, let's let's talk about, because everything's based on, I don't, I don't want to use any words that sound negative, but everything's based on a pyramid. You know, you, a lot of people at the bottom and you go up to the top. How did you start building your, your can I use the word followers or your sales team? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, followers are downline. It's usually called downline. How did you start building that? Honestly, I did the same thing that my friend who, you know, had me, who enrolled me did. I just started talking to people. I started talking to my friends. And one thing that I had going for me is that in the area I was living in at the time, and I was living in Seattle at the time, there were not a lot of people who knew about this company, who knew about these products. Right. So I had that on my side as when people heard of this, they're like, oh, well, those look cool. I've never heard of those before. Sure, I'll try them. And so I didn't, I wasn't competing with anybody. And so I had that going for me. I also had going for me the fact that, you know, first of all, these are all buy-in organizations. You have to pay to play. So I bought the whatever $1,000 kit to join. Wow. Um, Right. Not cheap. Right. These like these things are not inexpensive to to join. Um, But again, that's all danced around because, you know, you're getting all this product and you get to try. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024. And we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
everything. And to me, I was kind of like, oh, sure, I, I like all this stuff. You know, why the heck not? And I obviously, you know, so I had that going for me. I had the privilege of Hold that thought. I want to go to this break. And when we come back, I want to finish this conversation because what happens if I let let you continue, you won't finish the thought. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Lonnie Love went to Prairie View A&M University in Houston, Texas for about four years and got her engineering degree. Lonnie worked as an engineer for IBM and other companies for more than 10 years. Then she realized that engineering was not her passion. Stand-up comedy was her gift. I just think everybody should tell their journey. And especially people of color, people don't understand how hard it is for us to make it. That's why I want everybody, especially during the pandemic, to share their story, you know. And so this is my story. I grew up in Detroit in the Brewster Project, and it just takes you through that whole life thing. Because, you know, some people only know me from The Real or from Chelsea Lately or, you know, the, the, the shows that Rashawn would put me on. Really <laughs> So, but, you know, it's a whole journey. If you want to hear this full interview with Lonnie Love, visit MoneyMakingConversations.com. Keep winning. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Thank you for returning. And um, I'm speaking to Emily Lynn Paulson about her journey. You know, uh, she has a background as a chemist. She's an advocate for the truth. She talks about, in her book, the journey of this fascinating world of uh, multi-level marketing. She she sees it as a cult and the morality of misinformation. And it preyed upon her, and she felt her world of isolation because she was a stay-at-home mom. And that's uh, and that isolation they use a lot on a lot of women who are stay-at-home mom or feel isolated. And as you as you were telling your story about getting involved, that that played a major role in you. You spent a thousand dollars, so you immediately got to recoup your investment. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you got to recoup the investments. Um, and that's why a lot of people don't ever make money because you're starting out in the negative to begin with, right? So for me, it was, you know, talking to friends and family and trying to get them to try the products I was selling and trying to get them to join the same way I did. And what happened? Uh, well, you know, just as luck should have it, in my case, I did have friends who were interested and like I trusted my upline who I joined, you know, they trusted me. They said, well, you join this. So, you know, you're a smart person, right? Like <laughs> you wouldn't lead us astray. And so they joined as well. And so pretty quickly, I recouped my investment and then started, you know, the love bombing where I was getting you know, mentioned in team newsletters and tagged on social media, and I was getting little gifts in the mail. Um, and I was all of a sudden getting, you know, rewarded and, uh, you know, noticed for things that I hadn't been noticed for in a really long time. So you're saying that, you, now let me ask you this, let me ask you this, Emily, this book is about, this book you wrote, okay, you talk yeah. about your level of isolation, your level of insecurities, and like I said, people, uh, attention that's being brought to you, a stay-at-home mom, a great stay-at-home mom. You know, you're educated, obviously, because I mentioned you're a chemist. So is this something just just happened to you, or this can happen to anyone? Well, this can happen to anybody. It, it really can. And, you know, there's a reason that a lot of the stories in multi-level marketing start just like mine, like, oh, I was lonely, and then I joined. Or, you know, I had just lost my job, and then I joined, or I just gotten divorced. Um, it really does, there's a lot of pain points 
And MLMs really do prey on that vulnerability. So anyone in any kind of vulnerable position um, is susceptible. Now, in 2014, there's a journey in all this. You, you're getting your friends, the people you know, they're getting their friends, people they know, they're getting relatives and love wood underneath them. That's what the whole, that's how multi-level marketing works. You get other people to be underneath you, they get other people to be underneath them. That's how it works. Uh, now, so now what I immediately hear is that you've invited your friends to this world. They committed $1,000, so they're looking at you a certain kind of a way, okay? Mm-hmm. But you're getting you your success is being reaped off the fact that you brought them on board. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, when did they start looking at you sideways? <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of started looking at it sideways when I was, you know, coaching them just like I was being coached to, you know, reach out to people, to, you know, do these cold calls, to do all this income producing activity and personal development, and yet they weren't growing the same way I was. And you know, mathematically, they couldn't because obviously we were in the same network trying to recruit the same people and it just doesn't work that way. Um, so, you know, a lot of the those platitudes like, you know, take it till you make it and, you know, just keep grinding, you know, you <laughs> only, you only you fail it, if you quit, right? Like it's, you hear a lot of those things and, and a lot of those things are repeated. So you just think, gosh, if I just keep working harder, it's this meritocracy where, you know, you don't want to quit because you think if, if I just do one more thing, one more cold call, maybe that will be the thing that, you know, pushes me over the edge and makes me successful. And that's why you were saying, okay, because we mentioned in your bio, it said, you know, you made up to $40,000 a month. You said, Richard, hold up, hold up, hold up. I didn't do that every month. But mm-hmm. once you start making money, you're kind of like hooked. So if you made up to $40,000 a month, the possibilities starts to drive you. At what point in the in this lane of opportunities from 2014 to 2021, did you feel you peaked as a representative or as a, as a person in MLM? I would say 2017. And, you know, something interesting happened at that point is I got sober, which you obviously read in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big part of my awakening, really, was I wasn't drinking anymore. I wasn't, you know, sending cold messages after having a couple of glasses of champagne. And I realized I started seeing a lot of this stuff. I started seeing that my team wasn't really succeeding the same way that I was. Um, And that's when, you know, slowly kind of the wheels started falling off the bus a little bit. Now, it says you got cancer, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, I'm a cancer survivor, 2015. Not to make you feel guilty or anything. What type of cancer did you get? Uh, I had cervical cancer. Okay. Mine was thyroid cancer and it was 2015 and I went through the surgery and I feel, you know, you know what cancer, you, no one's oh, yeah. 100% cured. As long as you live in life and taking the pills, then you live a good life and, and uh, pray that everything continues to go your way. But cancer is powerful because once they tell you you have cancer, it can just run you up the hills and make you wonder what's going to happen to you next. Now, you got cancer and used it for pity to grow your MLL mm-hmm. business base. Mm-hmm. How sure did. and why? Yeah. So again, like I said, the, the really the the low point is always used, right? So you're already primed to look for people's vulnerabilities. And so when I found out I had cancer, it's my upline and other people in the company suggested like, hey, how can we make something good out of this? 
And of course, I'm thinking like, well, that would be great. You know, I'd love a distraction. What, you know, what can I do? And so it was suggested like, hey, well, why don't you have a little like event and then you can give your your portions of your um, profit to charity. And like on its face, that sounds all lovely and good, but it's requiring people to buy something from a company that then benefits you know, all of the people in the upline. So you had a fundraiser, basically, right? A fundraiser for the product, right? Right, right. And, you know, obviously I donated my profit. You know, I made good on my donation, but it still gave me a signal boost in the company. It still gave all of my uplines money. And, you know, obviously benefits the company the most because it benefits the people at the top the most. And so trying to do something that, like, seemed charitable, but I could have just said, hey, do you want to donate $20 to this charity? Right. Like I didn't have to rope in a product purchase. Um, so, you know, looking but it made back, you look good that, and you got the, the hype, you got the sale, you sure. got the, you know, the moving on up the, the, the lane, you got more people involved and you knew the fact that every time I told somebody I had cancer, then people wanted to somehow rescue me. I'm just talking personally. I wanted, they felt sympathy for me. They always said, what can I do for you? So when you announced that, then you had the perfect lane of opportunity And you basically took advantage of it. I'm not saying you're a bad person, but that's what that's what can do. That's what can happen when you tell people you have cancer. And so Mm -hmm. at that point, why did you did you did you I'm sure guilt took over. Right. And feel and you started feeling bad. Correct. Yeah. And this was again, like when I when I stopped drinking, this is when a lot of these things kind of started to hit me like. You know, that wasn't on the up and up. <laughs> and, you know, again, when you're when you put your trust into to these people, you know, in this, I, I would say, commercial cult, you know, in this group that you're listening and and repeating everything they're saying and you're being coachable and you're doing what they're telling you to do. It's really easy to just fall into that trap of, OK, you know, you say this is a good idea and it seems like a good idea. And then looking back and realizing you know what? That wasn't such a great idea. Now, let me ask you this, Emily. How did you get out? Because to me, it's like seven years. That's a lot of people you, you I'm sure there's a lot of people underneath you, a lot of friends, a lot of cousins, a lot of their friends. And then can you just like walk away and say, hey, I'm out? Don't they feel like angry? Yeah. Oh, it was a long process of, you know, waking up and realizing, you know, that that was part of it is like, wow, I've brought so many people into this. How can I just leave? You know, I stayed in for a long time, kind of. Well, that kind of like validated its reality because you was in for a long time. You know, people just don't hang around something that not good or just deceptive that long. And so and so you in there, like you said, 2014 to 2021, Five years, six years, seven years. I'm, I'm. If you tell me this is a good thing, you've been there five years. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. And so now, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're telling me you leaving, and I'm, I'm following your advice, then I, I will tell you right now, I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was, you know, just real honest about the process as I was kind of realizing that. I didn't like a lot of the behaviors anymore. You know, I stopped doing the cold calling and the reaching out and I didn't recruit people anymore and I didn't sell the products anymore. I didn't terminate my account. I didn't leave. Um, but I, you know, talked to my customers. I talked to the people on my team and just said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, with, uncomfortable with this. I'm not, you know, going to be actively selling this anymore. I'm basically going to go dark. And I kind of assumed like, 
I'll just stay, you know, until my paycheck dries up and, and then that'll be it. Right. right. Um, and then obviously like I, I decided to kind of go into recovery advocacy. I put this on the back burner, COVID happened. I mean, it was kind of like this whole series of events and, you know, during COVID, I really realized I could not be associated anymore because there was so much problematic and predatory activity um, in MLM that that's what made me finally you know, sign it, send in the termination form. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. HBCUs represent Black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. Registration is open to everyone. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Click My HBCU Story. Next, you can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. Then, share your academic or social experience at your HBCU, which can be your favorite class, hangout joint, homecoming game, student center, on or off campus party, Greek show, and how attending an HBCU changed your life. We also want to hear stories if you pledged a fraternity or sorority. The goal is to use your My HBCU story to promote and uplift the HBCU brand. Your HBCU prepared you for success, and now we want everyone to read about your Black excellence. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can click My HBCU Story to share your story. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Wow. You know, uh, Emily, uh, you know, I want to thank you for coming on my show. And I'm, I'm just saying that because, you know, you told me a side of you that is uncomfortable. You know, mm-hmm. because it sounds kind of manipulative. It sounds kind of like, you know, you did what you wanted to do to be successful. And then a lot of it was tied to drinking, a lot of an addiction. And you once you get, once you cleared up that addiction, you started to see your world a lot clearer. And it took you on the path of, I want to say redemption. Is that the correct word? Yeah, you know, I just try and uh, at this point, like, do the next right thing. And, you know, I really believe, like, the best apology is change behavior. And that was really my reasoning behind writing the book. Like, I fully throw myself under the bus, you know, to say, like, hey, I was complicit in this. I did this. And this is why you need to hear about it, because this is what goes on. And this is what to look out for. Wow. Well, you know, one thing for sure, as as my listeners and listening to this, what advice would you give to them if somebody approaches them about an MLM? Well, let me ask you this. First of all, what do you need to look for to make that will let you know is an MLM, a multi-level marketing platform? What should they look for? Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a person talking to you, wanting to join a business, right? you know, and, and asking you for a buy-in, if you have to pay to join, I mean, that's a pretty big red flag. Um, you know, look, you can always just give it a little Google, like say, is this blank company an MLM? And, and you'll find out. Um, but generally, if you have to sign the dotted line and join, you know, have a sponsor or an upline, um, that is a multi-level marketing company. You know, I, my daughter, I remember when she graduated from college recently, uh, she, uh, like, there are a lot of people are, are, are using it kind of like a form of employment opportunity. 
And so she mm-hmm. was going in, they were saying her salary was $50,000 a year or $60,000 a year, and she had to make all these cold calls, she had to buy this. So I just tell everybody, it's a lot of people are using this as a form of employment. They call it an employment, but it's not really employment. And, uh, and like you said, do the research. Google the company, and it will help you get there. But more importantly, if you have time, and I, I recommend you have time, Emily, how can we reach out to you, and where can we buy this book? Is it on sale right now? Hey, hon. You know, it, it comes out in one week, but you can pre-order it anywhere. You know, always support your local bookstore if you can. <laughs> and I'm on all platforms at Emily Lynn Paulson. Well, Emily Lynn Paulson, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Her book, Hey Hun, Sales, Sisterhood, Supremacy, and the Other Lies Behind Multi-Level Marketing. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. You are fantastic. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.